कदाचिदेवृति मर्तम क्वालिफिकेशन the knowledge of the body is mortal but always constantly under the grip of the death that is said further so mortal is being is qualified by being said that it is constantly under the jaws of death vairagyatam <coughs> they said for the purpose of vairagya for the purpose of dispersion kasam nam देहाडिंग is constantly in the jaws of death that's what you're holding on to when i call body as myself meaning body becomes my refuge body becomes my goal body becomes my means body becomes everything so when you realize that what you're holding on to as the most important entity in your life as a dearest entity in your life and because of which you are constantly in the process of feeding it nourishing it nurturing it worshiping it but is it worth doing that where is it going to take you i said yesterday it is like somebody trying to cross the river with thinking that it's a log of wood then in fact what it is is a crocodile not realize there is a crocodile that one is holding on to to cross the river and so so not realizing that when it is holding on to his body to cross the river or ocean doesn't realize that it will swallow you on the way <coughs> so this is how when when is made to think yaktasan nivartayade till become dispassionate this enchanted this illusion which is present more of things and abhimanata nivartita who desists from this identification shariram <coughs> yatra sah indriya manobhi uchyate atra indriya manobhi saitam shariram shariram vidyanena shabdena uchyate iti So, mertyam vayadam shariram, when the Shuddhi says that his body, his mertyam, is mortal, 
What is meant by the word Shariram? Mahasaya says, Sa Indriya Manobihi. Meaning what? Indriya Manobihi Saha. Indriya Manobihi Sahidam Shariram. The word Shariram certainly includes Shariram, no doubt about that. But further includes Indriya Manaha. So, it also includes the sense organs as well as the mind. Where sense organs and the mind, they represent the subtle body. And Shariram represents the gross body. <coughs> so that's what the Tikagara said in line 22. Sapne sthul Shariram abhavevi atmane vinasak pratiri abhavena. The whole discussion is around Indra's statement that Vinasam eva pito bhavadevi. I find that the Atma attains Vinasa, attains extinction. It ceases to be there, it attains, it extinguishes in the neutral state. So Indra's conclusion that Atma is subject to being extinct, subject to destruction, meaning the Atma is mortal. So this is where the whole discussion now is centered. Because Vinasameva apito bhavatiti, that it attains the state of Vinasa, destruction, extinction. <coughs> and therefore, this whole, now, if the body is the cause of Vinasa of the Atma, then if the body is not there, Atma should not be there. If body is the cause of the destruction or death of Atma, then the body is Atma. Body dies, Atma dies. Body is not there, Atma should not be there. But in the dream state, we find that the gross body is not there, and still Atma is there. Therefore, Swapne, Sur Sharir Abhavebi. In the state of dream, even though the Sthul Shariram, the gross body, is not there, is not present. Atmani Vinasapadiri Abhavena. If the gross body was the cause for creating the notion of mortality in Atma, then that gross body is not present in the dream. Therefore, in the dream also, there should be a notion that Atma is mortal. So Indra should have felt, just as he felt that Atma is subject to death in the deep sleep state, Indra similarly should have thought Atma to be subject to death in the dream state also, because in dream state also the gross body is not there. But vinasa pratiti abhavena, no pratiti. We do not find the atma vinasa subject to death in the dream state. <coughs> so even though gross body is not there, atma still exists. Meaning that for the martyatam or the mortality of atma, not only gross body is responsible, something else also must be responsible. <coughs> 
సున్నతన్మర్తత్వేనైవ ఆత్మని వినాశారోపాజాపతిశాశమేవీ ఆత్మా మయా ఉక్త ఆత్మా దట్ ఐ హ్ టోల్డ్ యూ అబౌట్ ఆత్మా దట్ ఈస్ సో అక్షి పురుష ద వన్ దట్ ఇన్ దైస్ ద విక్నెస్ ఇన్ దెన్ ద వన్ దట్ ఇన్ ద డ్రీమ్ ఇన్ ద వన్ దట్ ఇన్ డీప్ స్లీప్ ద ఆత్మా ఇస్ వినాశం అపీతోతి యూ థింక్ దట్ దట్ ఆత్మా ఇస్ మోడల్ సో దట్ ఈజ్ ఏ భ్రమ ఓ డెల్యూజన్ అనే పార్ట్ దిక్ ఆత్మా మోడల్ ఇస్ నాట్ ద రియాలిటీ ఆఫ్ ఆత్మా it is a delusion or brahma created new what she calls that brahma idam shayiram vayat pashyasi tadeva etan martyam vinashi this body that you see is martyam so it is the body that is mortal that creates idea of atma being mortal hey indra this is how the the delusion of atma being mortal is created new. A mortality belongs to one place and you are superimposing it upon the other. There is something mortal, no doubt, and there is a body. And the mortality of the body is superimposed by you upon the Atma and you have come to conclusion that Atma is mortal. So what is meant by the Shariram here? మరితం శరీరం సో దిస్ బాడీ ఈజ్ మోటర్ ఈస్ ప్రెజెంటెడ్ ఎస్ ఎ రీజన్ ఎస్ టు వాయ్ ఇంద్ర థింగ్ దట్ ఆత్మ ఈజ్ మోటర్ సో ఇంద్ర సైడ్ ఆత్మ ఈజ్ సబ్జెక్టెడ్ ఇట్ ఈస్ బాడీ దట్ ఈస్ సబ్జెక్టెడ్ ఐస్ అండర్స్టాండ్ సో దిస్ బాడీ బీయింగ్ మోటర్ యూ ఆర్ బీయింగ్ అవి కన్ఫ్యూజింగ్ అవివేక ఆర్ నాన్ డిస్క్రిమినేషన్ మీనింగ్ దట్ యూ ఆర్ నాట్ ఎవ్ డిస్టింగ్విష్ బిట్వీన్ where the death belongs and where it does not belong death belongs to the body and you conclude that death belongs to atma so there is the reason why you came to conclusion that the atma is mortal and because the body is mortal so this indra is enlightened here because indra should understand why did this notion that atma is mortal why did that notion arise in him is one thing to say that hey indra come on atma is not mortal is immortal okay so indra may understand that but as long as his identification the body does not go he does not realize that the notion of atma being mortal is caused by identification of the body if that does not become clear to indra then he may accept that atma is immortal but still not give the identification of the body because he think then my notion that atma is mortal is wrong is immortal but why that notion is created if he does not know then the cause of that notion will continue the cause of the notion that atma is mortal is the identification body taking body to be atma and so it is body that is mortal which is what you are taking as atma and concluding that atma is mortal
Here in the word body says, what is meant by body? Sharīram usually means the gross body. And so when the gross body is not there, ātmā is not there. Because it is the mortality of the body that is superimposed upon the ātmā to come to conclusion that ātmā is not there. The question is, in the dream stage, this body is not there. And the ātmā should not be there. And still ātmā is there, which means that the mortality of the body does not seem to be the only cause of creating the notion of mortality in the ātmā. So it's something else also which is responsible for creating the notion of mortality in ātmā. And therefore it is said here, Vāśyakara said, śarīramiti atra sa mano indriya mano vi ucchade. That when Prajāpati uses the word śarīram, it should mean, so, Indriya, Manobi, Sairam, Sairam. So, body along with the sense organs in the mind. Then continuing in line 26 or 25, Matyasyapi, Sariyasya, Tadastatve, Tena Atmani, the question is, all right, the body is mortal, okay. So what? Why should the body being mortal create the idea of the Atma being mortal? Many things are mortal. The trees are mortal. Everything is mortal in the world. So just because something is mortal, should not necessarily create the idea of mortality of Atma. The tree is mortal, but when the tree dies, I don't think that I die. Similarly also, Mratasya bi Sharirasya. Shariram is Mratyam, accepted. He is mortal. Tatastatve, if it is unconnected to Atma. Tatastam is unconnected. Just as the tree is unconnected with the self and therefore the mortality of the tree does not create the notion of mortality of Atma. Thus if the body also, and by body we mean here the gross and the subtle bodies, is also like a tree, Tarastam is unconnected, then the mortality of the body should not create the idea of mortality of the Atma. Then Atmani Vinasha Aropa Na Siddhyati. Just as the Vinasha and the tree does not bring out the Aropa, a superimposition of Vinasha of the Atma. Similarly, if body also was a neutral entity, unconnected to Atma, then its Vinasha or destruction should not create the idea of destruction of the Atma. So there is something special about this body. So not only the body is mortal, but there is something special about the body which creates the notion of the mortality of the Atma. Because of which the mortality of the body creates the notion of mortality of Atma because body is a special relationship. It's not like tree. 
ఇది ఆ సంఘానత్వే తద్ ఉపాధిత్వం ఆధిష్ఠానత్వన బికాస్ బాడీ అధిష్ఠాన ఈస్ అ సీట్ ఆఫ్ ది మేనిఫెస్టేషన్ ఆఫ్ ది ఆత్మ సో ట్రీస్ నాట్ ది సీట్ ఆఫ్ మేనిఫెస్టేషన్ ఆఫ్ ఆత్మ ది బాడీ ఆన్ ది అదర్ హ్యాండ్ ఇస్ ది అధిష్ఠానం తమృతస్య అశరీరస్ ఆత్మన అధిష్ఠానం అధిష్ఠానం ఈస్ ది అబౌట్ ఆర్ ది సీట్ ఆఫ్ ఆత్మ ఆఫ్ ది మేనిఫెస్టేషన్ ఆఫ్ సెల్ఫ్ మేనిఫెస్ట్ సో అన్నిగిరి సేస్ తదస్తేది అత్ర తృతమృతమన అధిష్ఠానం వై దమృత ఆత్మన అశరీరస్మన అధిష్ఠానం తదిష్ఠానం తరీరం అధిష్ఠానం ప్రజాపతిస్తదస్తదస్తదస్తదస్తదస్తదస్తదస్తదస్తదస్తదస్తదస్తదస్తదస్తదస్తదస్తదస్తదస్తదస్తదస్తదస్తదస్తదస్త
then is samprasadaha, suttaha, samprasa, samastha, samprasada. So third was, so continuing that. Asya, samprasadasya. So samprasada is of course pragnyatma, the atma in the deep sleep state. But really speaking, samprasada word applies to atma. Even though word samprasadaha is also used for the deep sleeper, but ultimately the word samprasada also is used for atma. This is clarified earlier in earlier discussion. So here when the Bhashikara uses the word samprasada, that is the sense of atma, not the sense of sleeper. Samprasada But then how do you know the presence of atma? Tristhanataya gamyamanasya. So there is an entity called atma. How do you know? See, Atma or Self, it can be perceived like the body is perceived, or the mind is perceived, or sense are going perceive. So how do you know that Atma is, as a matter of fact? The Jnapatiyas all along talked about Atma, but as a waker, as a dreamer, as a deep sleeper. So waker, dreamer, deep sleeper are the matters of our experience that also includes the experience of Atma. Therefore says, Tristhanataya Gamyamanasya. Gamyamanasya, one that is arrived at or one that is recognized or experienced. Tristhanataya, as possessed of Tristhanam, as possessed of the three states. <coughs> Anandigiri says, So, Bhagavanityayavakyam Satyam Yathaya, that is already gone, okay. Tristhanatya, Jagraswatna, Sushuptakya, Sthanatra, Sammanditvenetiyavata. Bhashika, all the Tristhanatya means what? So, Tristhanatya Gammi Manasya, one whose existence can be arrived at on account of the three states of awareness. Meaning what? Tristhanatya. Chagra, Svatna, Sashukta, Akya, Sthanatra, Sammanditvena. So one that is recognized, or one that is experienced, or one you arrive at the existence of one, by its association with the three states of awareness, or three states of existence, waking, dream and deep sleep. The fact that there is a waker, that there is a dreamer, that there is a sleeper, Therefore, Atma is, in that manner, Atma is experienced by us. It's very important that Atma is always experienced by us. Vashyakara points this out in Mandukya Upanishad also. So, Yatta Radhrechyam, Agrashyam, etc. I will say, you know, Nantaf Pragyam, Navahish Pragyam, etc. Then, even this description of the Atma by negating what it is not also, the location would not have arisen if Atma was not experienced. But waking, dream, deep sleep, Atma is very much an intimate part of our life. It is intimately associated in our life. As a very sad, of course. But if Atma was only Turiya, meaning what is just transcendental. In fact, Atma transcends the three states. 
Atma only was transcendental and not immanent. Immanent is pervading, all pervading. So here, the self is all, 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 all sarvatma, self of all, immanent, sarvavyapaka, all pervasive, being the self of the waker, dreamer and deep sleeper. The same time, it transcends them all. That's the beauty about the whole thing. Just transcendental, the, the God, you know, Father in heaven is transcendental. When they talk about Allah, etc., what they mean is transcendental. It has no connection with this world which is all, you know, forms and this and dirty and then way God will become dirty. I don't know whatever the idea is. But then, of course, a further description says it is all pervasive, you know. Ultimately, he is, in the, you know, all kinds of objectives are being told about Atma, about God. And how you see God everywhere. In some way they imply that He is everywhere also. But then they give some examples of like the sun's light, you know, sun is there, but light pervades everything and stuff like that, you know. And so it's there and still pervades everything. So in some way they have to accept that Ishvara has to be everywhere. But the clarity is not there. They don't have that clarity. Which we have where we say that the self is simultaneously all-pervasive and it transcends everything. It pervades all the three states, waking, dream and deep, it pervades everything. It pervades every experience. No experience is possible without Atma. That's what Lord Krishna describes. How I am the very basis of all the experiences. Yadavityagatam teja, the light that you see in the sun and the moon and the fire that illuminates the whole universe is my life. So because of me that all this seeing is possible. The illumination is there because of me. Gama Bhutani, I enter the earth and sustain everything by my power. And I nourish and nurture the plants and vegetables and supply them the, and the sweetness or the taste. I am in the stomach and I digest all four kinds of food. I am in the hearts of all the living beings and then I am responsible for the knowledge and memory and forgetfulness, etc. So some examples are given as to how all these vyavaharas are possible because of me. Meaning that I have an important role to play in every vyavahara. Without me, no vyavahara will be possible. That's all provisions. Because otherwise, nobody would want to know Atma. That's what Vashyakara says. If Atma was not the matter of our experience, there would never have been even a desire to know. Because there is no role to play in my life. Vishwara is totally transcendental. has nothing to do with my life. Then why should I worry about him? Okay, he's there and I am here. Fine, I'm happy. Thank you. You know, I, I, I salute you. Today, Tatastha Ishwar. Tatastha means unconnected with me, unconnected with my life, unconnected with the universe. Then, you have nothing because he has no role to play in my life. It doesn't matter who he is and where he is and how it is, you know, because no role to play in my life. 
I don't experience him. And really I will never experience him. They say transcendental, you go to heaven, etc., and then you experience him. How do you experience the transcendental anyway? This has been always the, the question by our Swami at the time. If it's transcendental, only. Anyway, if it is trusta and transcendental, Vedanta also is, that Bhagavan is transcendental. But not Tadasya. Why? He is my very self. So that is where the big, big thing is. If God is only transcendental and not connected to me, then he will never become part of my life. It is, he is not part of my life today and he will never become part of my life also. Then it is a matter of, it's just a, some hypothetical thing. That is that he is a creator, sustainer, dissolver. Suppose, you know, we sitting there in heaven. Right now, nothing to do with me. But no, he is not Tatastha, he is very much the self. And transcendental you can never experience. Except that it is yourself. Otherwise it will never be a matter of experience. You can never know him. Transcendental can be known. We transcend the mind and sense organs and everything. But it is what? My very self and self-effulgent. Meaning that it doesn't require the sense organs and mind to know because it is always known, it is always experienced. <coughs> Otherwise the equation would never be complete. So that is the reason why Atma becomes the object of my desire of knowledge, jignasa. What is it because of which all this happens? Because I experience in some way. It is very much the part of my life, it is very much myself. So some prasadasya tristhanataya gamyamanasya. You arrive at the existence of an entity because of whom the waking dream and deep sleep are there, are possible. That there is a waker who also is a dreamer, who also is a deep sleeper. Etam teva te anubhyakhyasyami is the very same entity that I am going to talk about. So one who is in the waker, alone is the dreamer, alone is the sleeper. So tristhanataya, gamyamanasya, that is how Kampajapati is communicated or Atma to Indra. That's why it is mentioned tristhanataya in this particular case. If elsewhere, if the prakriya was different, it would have been mentioned differently. So panchakosha, then of course would have panchakosha, whatever. But here, the communication is with the, on the basis of the three states of awareness. So says, Tristhanataya Gamya Manasya, meaning what? Jagrat Svatna Sushuptakya Sthanta Sammanditvena. Only Sammandhi. It is not that Atma is the waker and driven and deep sleeper. Understand? Even though Atma is very much present in the waking, dream and deep sleep, and you can arrive at the presence of Atma because of three states. It is not that he is waker. Tristana Samanditvena is associated with waking. Is what? As Adhishthanam and not as a waker. Meaning that he is not the one who is awake. He is the one because of whom the waking is possible. So he is a witness of the waking and not the waker. Adhishthana waking, meaning this very basis or substratum of the waking and the dream and deep sleep.
सो त्रिस्थानतया गम्य मानस्य अमृतस्य सानिगे से अमृतत्वम षडूर्मी वर्जितत्वम दिस सेल्फ विथ असोसिएटेड विथ थ्री स्टेट्स इज व्हाट अमृता इमोर्टल सो व्हाट इज अमृतम सेस षडूर्मी वर्जितत्वम बीइंग डिवाइड ऑफ द थ्री सी सिक्स उर्मी द सिक्स वेव्स सो दिस इज ओशन ऑफ संसारा एंड देयर इज अ ह्यूज वेव आर देयर and six kinds of waves are recognized janamana kshipipasa shokamohaha shadurmaya so janamana old age and death kshipipasa hunger and thirst shokamohaha grief and delusion shadurmaya so these are said to be urmi means a wave six waves are there in the ओशन ऑफ संसार समझ रिवर ऑफ संसार एंड सो दिस इज मेंशन यू नो सेवरल टाइम लाइक मृदानिक ऑल्सो इन सो वेरिक अशनाया विभासे शोक मोहम जरा मृत्यु अत्यज आर कॉल्ड संसार धर्मास the six purmaya the six waves the six kind of suffering hunger and thirst also is suffering old age and death also is suffering grief and delusion also suffering taking in different levels level of the body level of prana level of the mind but all of these are the representatives of our suffering nothing else so one transcends that <coughs> so there are all samsara dharma there are the एथ्रीमिट्स ऑफ संसार सो अमृत से इज वॉट ओन ट्रांसेंड डेथलेस मीन्स वॉट ओन इज ट्रांसेंड डेथ कैन नेवर टच इट अमृत से अशरीर से ट्रांसेंड द बॉडी मीन्स द बॉडी कैन हेव नो असोसिएशन विथ इट द बॉडी कैन नॉट विदाउट इट्स बट इज वेरी मच विदाउट द बॉडी संसार कैनॉट विदाउट इट is very much without the samsara death cannot without it but death also is because of him but then he is not there is no connection with that <coughs> so amrutasya meaning what maranaade dehendriya manodhanavajitasya tiyadada इंटरेस्टिंग वे यू नो भाष्यकारिक्वेशन बिकॉज इज रिटर्न क्विकली वॉट एवर इट इज यू नो एंड सो इट नॉट वेरी शुड से वेरी थरो बट एनी वे एवरी वर्ड नीड्स टू एक्सप्लेन अमृत से देहधर्म मनराहित्य कथनम सर्वोपाधि धर्मराहित्य उपलक्षण बेसिकली 
Death is always associated with a gross body. We see death taking place and it is always the death of the gross body. <coughs> so even when Atma is said to be immortal, one would think that Atma is free from mortality, free from the death, and death of the gross body. Because death is generally associated with that of gross body. That Atma is free from Rahitya, devoid of the Mana-dharma, Marana, which is death, Deha-dharma. So Atma is devoid of death, which is usually the attribute of the body. Sarvopadi dharma upalakshanam. So not only Atma is free from death, which is the attribute of the body, Atma is free from all attributes. <coughs> Sarvopadi. So because not only gross body is the upadi, so not only gross body is the seat of the manifestation of Atma, subtle body also is. In fact, Atma first manifests in the subtle body and through that manifests in the gross body. You know, chaya hankaya so says the Trukta Shavega, first chaya ahankara ho ekyam. How does Atma becomes manifest in the gross body? First manifestation is in the ahankara. Chaya. So Atma or consciousness as though gets reflected in the ahankara. As we say all the time, because Atma is Paramadika Sattva, Ahankara is Vyavahika Sattva. And therefore, Atma and Ahankara cannot have any primary association at all. There cannot be any connection, the primary sense between the two. And still we know that Ahankara enjoys the consciousness as though Ahankara is enlivened. Ankara presents itself as a live conscious entity. So where did it get the consciousness? And so this is the process of explaining that as though consciousness gets reflected in Ankara. Because reflection is of a degree of reality lower than the image. Image has one degree of reality, reflection is a lower degree of reality. If image is satyam, reflection is mithya. Similarly here, therefore, the consciousness as though gets reflected. There is just a model or example to explain how the paramartika can have some connection with the vyavaharika. In some way, atma there is paramartika satta becomes Vyavaharika, Vyavahara Yogya. The sun, all the way in the sky, becomes Vyavahara, comes down to what? In what form? As a reflection. So also the Atma, there is Paramahajika, transcendental, in some way comes down to the Vyavaharika level as, as a reflection, like a reflection. And so it is explained 
that atma or consciousness as though gets reflected in the ahankara or ahamvrutti. You know, ahamvrutti is in Vyavaharika. When that gets enlivened then, by then association is, is primary sense. So association atma ahankara is not a primary association. It is, you know, it is like reflection. So reflection of atma and ahankara, they are associated. Like the fire and the and the iron. So how the fire imparts the heat and light to the iron, so also consciousness imparts the existence and awareness and and and, and, and enliven, live, liveliness to ahankara. So now ahankara is equipped with what asti bhadi priyam. Ahankara is jada, it doesn't have anything. Pratma gets reflected what the existence, the intelligence, and even the selfhood, selfness to, in ahankara is all due to atma. And then ahankara passes it on. Now the association is in primary sense because other, the rest is all avarika sattva. So that enlivenedness of the ahankara comes to the intellect and then it comes to the mind and then it comes to the sense organ and then it comes to the body. That is how tadahankara maashitya Sutta-dhaṅkāra, that ahankāra which is thus enlivened, based on that the body also becomes enlivened or as though conscious. <coughs> so that is you require the whole thing. The body can attain this enlivenment or consciousness only when the ahankāra and the buddhi and the manā and indriyas are also enlivened. That is why. Sarvopadi dharma raityasya. Therefore, all upadis are involved, all of them together become the adhishthanavadi, abode or the seat of manifestation of Atma. The cross body can become the locus of manifestation of consciousness, provided sense organs are. And they can become so provided the mind is. And mind can be so provided, the intellect is. Intellect can be so provided, the ahamvrutti is. Of course, aham is because atma is, but the thing is, so that is why by shariram is included everything from ahamvrutti all the way up to the sthula shariram cross body. Ever, dehadaram mararahitya kataram, that Atma is amrit, Amrutam, Amrutaha or whatever, that is immortal, meaning it is devoid of the, the activity of mortality. And mortality normally is associated with the gross body, meaning that Atma is devoid of the activity of gross body. It's mortality. But then we should understand that also as Atma being devoid of the Attributes of all the, the whole upadi. Because gross body is not the only upadi. Sense organs, as Vashakara said, mano sairamidyatra sahindriya mano bhi uchyate. And so indriya, manaha, and that also means buddhi, all of that also are included in sairam. So atma transcends or is devoid of the attributes of all of this. So not only it doesn't have the attribute of gross body, there is an attribute of sense organs or the mind or the intellect or ahankara also. <coughs>
Supalakshana. This represents the freedom from or the, the lack of any association with the attributes of the whole body. So Vashyakara is Amrutasya. It is Maranadi Dehendriya Manodhana Varitasya. That's what Vashyakara said. So Maranadi Deha. So Maranadi. So Deha, of course, the attribute is Maranam. But Indriya, Manaha, Buddhi, they have their own attributes. Therefore, Maranadi Dharma Varajitasya. That's what we should say. Maranadi Dharma Varajitasya. Amrutasya, immortal, means free from the attributes of death, etc., which are the attributes of the gross body and the rest of the upadi. So, Dehendriya Manodhana Varajitasya. Atma is devoid of the attributes of Deha, Indriya, Manaha. Of which Maranam is one of the attributes, so Maranadi. So, death, etc., which are the attributes of the body, sense organs, and the mind, Atma is devoid of all those attributes. <coughs> So why is it saying that Atma is Amruta, immortal, means devoid of the attribute of death and attribute of rest of the Upadhi? Why that Ukti? So what's the need of saying that? Atma bites himself, is devoid of death, and all the attributes of the sense organs and the mind, etc., devoid of attributes of the whole upadhi. And how come we find Atma is as though mortal? How come Atma is happy and unhappy and hungry and thirsty and wolf and death? Why? Tad-dharmatvam, tad-vattvam, aupādhikam. The ātma is felt to be mortal. The reason why Upanishad says ātma is immortal is because we think he is mortal. That is why it is necessary. All of this is being said to help us become free from the false notions or conclusions we have about ātma or ourselves. Because all those conclusions or notions are causing an misery. To take myself as a mortal being is the greatest cause of fear and unhappiness. And it keeps him always busy in trying to become immortal and avoid death. And similarly also taking myself to be hungry and thirsty and old and dying and grieving, deliberate. All of these are, each one of these notions creates nothing but sorrow. So on one hand, Upanishad says that Atma is devoid of all the dharmas. On the other hand, we constantly seems to be experiencing these dharmas anyway. If Atma is immortal, why do I think that I am mortal? If Atma is free from sorrow, why do I think that I am sorrowful? 
Atma is free from hunger and thirst. Why do I think I am hungry and thirsty? Tadvatvam, Aupadikam. Tadvatvam means what? That all this, this sarva upadi dharma, so dharma rahityam. So dharma vatvam, that atma is thought to be mortal and hungry and thirsty and greedy and sad, etc. All of these what? Aupadikam, on account of upadi. So, you call it upadi or call it adhishthana. So, here is what adhishthana is used. It means actually nothing but upadi. So, mithya darshanam bhadarbha, understand Indra, that your conclusion that atma is mortal, and that includes hungry and thirsty and grieving and deluded and, you know, overlaid, all is included in, in mortality. All of this is mithya. All these notions are wrong. So this is what Vedanta says. That's Vedanta. In, in one stroke, it eliminates all cause of suffering. Once it's recognized <coughs> that my feeling that I am mortal is a mithya feeling. That I am old, I am dying, I am hungry, I am thirsty, I am grieving, I am sad. All of this is mithya. Upadigam, all of these notions or conclusions about the self are caused by upadi. They are not in my nature. This will clear and all, all problems are solved, you know. No problem remains. The solution will come, but then no problem will remain. Dukkha nivrti happens right away because all dukkha is what? So upadigam and mithya. In upadi they are there. In atma they are mithya. That's all it is. Somewhere they are there. All the dharmas of hunger and thirst are some place. But thinking that they are in Atma is Upadikam. And they were Tadvatvam Mithyayati. So Tadvatvam is Dharmavatvam. That Atma is possessed of all these dharmas of being mortal and hungry and thirsty is Upadikam. It becomes Upadi and Midhyapa Mithya. And not the reality of Atma. <coughs> Amrutasayati anena mana rupa deha dhanava rahityena svataha deha tanayatma rahitya siddhe asharirasayati punarukta vidyashankya the tika says in line 27 amrutasya asharirasya so the shruti says tadasya amrutasya asharirasya atmana adhishthana when you say Amrutasya, it automatically means Asharirasya. So what is Amruta? Who is Amruta? Marana dharma, marana dharma rahira. And marana is a dharma of the body. So when Atma doesn't have marana of the death, which is the attribute of body, that means Atma is devoid of body anyway, otherwise it would be mortal. So Amrutasya is anena, marana rupa, deva dharma rahityana. So, Marana Deha the Marana is the dharma of the attitude of the body. When you say he is immortal, means that he cannot have body. Whoever is body will be mortal. Because body is mortal, whoever is body it is. So, yesterday we say, the, the Tippani said, even if you go to Brahma Loka, that body in Brahma Loka also ultimately result of some karma. And therefore, they are also immortal. Abram Bhunan Loka. 
और ये भी नहीं अब तो ब्रह्म लोग का ये सब्जेक्ट रिवॉल्विंग नेवर मॉडल एंड सो हियर इट इज सेड हाउ एवर दैट अशरी सो अमृत सो शरीर धर्म सो अमृत मरण रूप देह धर्म राहित्यन स्वतः देह तादात्मा राहित्य सिद्ध है सो इट वेरी क्लियर वेन यू से दट आत्मा इज इमोर्टल मीनिंग दट आत्मा इज नथिंग टू डू विद मॉर्टैलिटी इज एन इट मीन्स आत्मा इज अमृतम अमृत है इमोर्टल मीनिंग दैट आत्मा इज नथिंग टू डू विद मॉर्टैलिटी मॉर्टैलिटी बिलोंग्स टू देह बॉडी This Atma is nothing to do with the body. That's what is meant by Amrutasya. <coughs> Then Deha Tadatma Rahitya Siddhe. So Atma is devoid of Tadatma identification in the body. Meaning Atma is doesn't have association of being identified with the body. Some association is there. The association of Atma and the body is such that Atma does not get affected by any dharma of the body. That kind of association is there. Like the association of rope and snake, that's all. That even the snake cannot without the rope, the rope is not affected by any attributes of the snake. The snake cannot be without the rope. This rope imparts the satta, the existence, even appearance, everything to the snake. And snake cannot be without the rope. And then, nevertheless, the rope is unconnected with the snake. <coughs> So therefore, Deha Tavayatme Rahitya Siddhe, meaning that word Amruta is quite adequate to enable us to understand that Atma is not, body is not the Atma, not only that, but that Atma has no connection with the body. If some connection was there, body dharma will come. If somebody you are even if he is not directly you are associated, you know, he's not my immediate brother, real brother, his cousin. Some connection is that something will happen to you. If something happens to that, why I don't know. It's not it's my wife's brother, not wife's cousin, but still it comes to you. But that something happened to them, so something happened to your wife, so something happens to you. So some connection is there. Then death will affect you in some way or the other. There should be no connection whatever. So if Atma for him is immortal, should be no connection whatever with the body that is mortal. And so Atma has to be unembodied. So then, further why does Upanishad Ashari Rasya? Amrutasya automatically implies Ashari Rasya that Atma is unembodied. Devoid of the body and even devoid of any connection of the body, then what's the need of saying Ashayasya? Atma is immortal and unembodied. It is punaruktam iti asinkya. Looks like Ashayasya does not contribute any more than Amrutasya. That's called punarukti. So words is not the same. The word is different. Amrutasya is one word having one meaning. And Asharira Sidhna Ravad has another meaning. So, it's not Pundarukti in terms of the words, but in terms of meaning. That what Amruta Asharira seems to mean the same as Amruta, 
and ever what asharira does not contribute anything more than whatever Amruta contributes, in that case asharira becomes punarukte, it becomes simply repetition or tautology they call it. So that's what happens. That's the dosha. Bhashyakara has to explain what is the contribution of Amruta asharira if Amruta say automatically communicates to you the nature of Atma, then what is the further contribution of the word Asharirasya? Because Shruti uses Asharirasya also, therefore, Bhashyagara has to explain the reason or justify the use of that word. Because Shastra cannot use a word which is, does not, which is meaningless, meaning that does not contribute, it's, it's not a synonym, but it's a Pundarukti. And that would be called a dosha as far as Shastra is concerned. No unnecessary words should be there. That's all. So then, Asharira becomes unnecessary because it seems to mean the same as Amrutasya. So then Bhashyakara explains how Asharirasya means something more than some over and above Amrutasya. So Bhashyakara says, Amrutasya ide anenaiva Asharīratve suddhe punaha asharīrasya iti vachanam vāyavādivata sāvayavatva murtimatve māhūtāṁ iti. That's the full stop should be really. Anyway, so amrutasya so by the word Amrutasya, by that word itself, Asharyatva Siddhe, and therefore it, it automatically conveys the meaning of Asharyatva unembodied. Then Puna Asharyasthi Vachanam, then why further it is said Asharyam or Asharyara? Says why Vajvat, meaning that, so why Vasavayatvam Murtimatvam? Atma is immortal, all right. But he can be savayava. Atma can possess limbs or parts. Because something can have parts and can still be immortal. Or murtimatva means form. So Atma can have form and it can have parts. So meaning that idea means somehow is not necessarily, although Amrutasya should mean that, but anyway, so Amrutasya or immortal does not in any way directly convey the idea that Atma also is partless and Atma is formless. So one may think that Atma is immortal, all right, but still it has a form and still it has parts. Like body has form, Atma also has form. Body has parts, Atma also has parts. So meaning that somebody can, although if you really explore the meaning of word Amrutasya, then the body and parts cannot really be there. If one does not give too much thinking, thought, then one can come to conclusion that even though Upanishad says that the self is immortal, still self can have a form. What if it is a form? It has parts. So it is having form, it has parts, and it is immortal. That kind of a conclu- conclusion somebody can have because 
all along it is thought that the atma, this body is taken to be atma all along. And body has form, is murtam, and body has parts. So late body is mortal, atma is not mortal. So the mortality part of the body may be eliminated or, or you know, is given up by the word amrutasya. But still the form the body has and the parts that the body has. So murtimatvam, savayavatvam that belong to the body, still they may not be negated. So you want to negate all the dharmas of the body. Idea is the atma is devoid of all the dharmas of the upasana. So it is possible that these two dharmas may not be negated. But Amruta may negate the mortality, and even, but then may not negate the idea of having a form and having parts. This possibility. Therefore, to cover that, to cover that uh, situation, he says also, so asharirasya. <coughs> so therefore, vayavadivat samayavatvam. So vayavadivat, so like vayava, etc., has avayava. That's interesting. So we think vayu is formless, but then vayu also has different kinds of, so vayu is there. Well, going up and down, there are all kinds of vayus are there, and they all have their names, you know. So vayu going up has one name, and going down has another name, and this way, and that way, and so different kinds of vayus are there. Forty-nine kinds of vayus are there anyway. So marut is forty-nine. So I think forty-nine kinds of things must be there, I don't know. And so, it is vayu is avayava. And so murti matvam, as Atikagara says here, <coughs> Atra Shairamiti Shiryatehiti Vitpatya Yogikam Vishanavatam Uchade. So Asharira. The word Sharira does not only mean this gross body, but Shiryatehiti Shariram. So the yogic meaning, the broad meaning of the word Sharira is taken. The Rudhiyata, the commonly understood meaning of the word Sharira is this gross body. But really, Sharira is called Sharira because Shiryamanam. This body is called Shariram because Shiryamanam. It is subject to disintegration. So, Vigadanam, Shiryamanam, disintegration and then it's perishable. So, because the body is perishable, the subject to disintegration, therefore it's called Shariram. So, anything that is perishable or is subject to disintegration can be called Sharira. That way. So there is a yogi's meaning. Therefore, yogi visharanatva mukchade visharanam. So visharanam can be destruction also, but shithilikaran, it can be disintegration also. So, shariram is that which subject to disintegration, which subject to destruction. Or subject to being perished. Therefore, wherever this visharanatva is there, so that is called body. Satatasya, Savayavasya, Vayavadehe, Murtimatasya, Ghatadehe, Vishinata, Dashanat. So Vayavu is also what? Savayava is different parts. And Ghata, part is what? Murtimat, meaning that it is form. So 
సావయవస్సు వాయవాలి మూర్తి దస్సు ఘటాలి పటాయి పాడు ఎక్సెట్రా హెవ్ మూర్తి మీన్స్ ఫామ్ టెంజిబల్ షేప్ విషీణత దర్శన సో యూ ఫైండ్ దట్ ఎనీథింగ్ దట్ ఇస్ పొజెస్డ్ పార్ట్స్ ఈ సబ్జెక్ట్ ఈస్ పరిషబుల్ ఎనీథింగ్ దట్ పొజెస్ ఇస్ ఫామ్ ఆల్సో ఈస్ పరిషబుల్ విషణ విషణ భావోక్త్యాత్తి సో వెన్ ఇట్ సెడ్ అశరీరం మీన్స్ వాట్ అశరీరం అశీర్యమాణం దట్స్ వాట్ ఈస్ మైండ్ సో శీర్యమాణం మీన్స్ విషరణం ఆర్ ద డిసిగ్రేషన్ ఇస్ నాట్ దట్ సో ఆత్మా ఇస్ ఫ్రీ ఫ్రమ్ డిసిగ్రేషన్ ఆత్మా ఇస్ డివార్డ్ ఆఫ్ డిసిగ్రేషన్ ఆర్ ఆత్మా ఇస్ డివార్డ్ ఆఫ్ ది పైరిషబుల్ ఇంపైరిషబుల్ సో శరీర షుడ్ నాట్ మీన్ దిస్ బాడీ ఇస్ బాడీ లెస్ దరీరస్య మీన్స్ ఆత్మ శరీరం మీన్స్ దాట్ విత్ శీర్యమాణం విత్ సబ్జెక్టివ్ డిసిగ్రేషన్ సబ్జెక్టివ్ బీయింగ్ పారిష్ అండ్ ద ఆత్మా ఇస్ ఫ్రీ ఫ్రమ్ డిసిగ్రేషన్ ఫ్రీ ఫ్రమ్ డెత్ ఆర్ డిస్ట్రాక్షన్ సో సావయవత్వ మూర్తిమత్వే మా భూతాం ఇస్ ఇ డ్యూవల్ యూ నో సో సావయవత్వ మూర్తిమత్వే ఆల్సో ఇస్ డ్యూవల్ మా భూతాం ఇతర్థం పునః శరీరస్థితి వచనం ఇట్టాడు మా భూతాం ఇతర్థం పునః అశరీరస్థితి వచనం వాక్యమస్వీ కంప్లీట్ సో మా భూతాం భాష్యకారీనింగ్ వాట్ ఇతర్థం ఫర్ దట్ పర్పస్ పునః అశరీరస్థితి వచనం ఓవర్నమ్ అమృతస్య శృతి అశరీరస్య ఈస్ టు ఎక్స్క్లూడ్ ద పాసిబిలిటీ ఆఫ్ సావయవత్వం అండ్ మూర్తిమత్వం ఎక్స్క్లూడ్ పాసిబిలిటీ ఆఫ్ ఆత్మా హ్యావింగ్ పార్ట్స్ అండ్ ఆత్మా హ్యావింగ్ ఫార్మ్ టు ఎక్స్క్లూడ్ దోస్ టు పాసిబిలిటీస్ ఇవన్ అశరీరస్య ఈస్ యూస్డ్ హియర్ అశరీరత్వం స్వాభావిక సావయత్వాది రాహిత్యం సో అశరీరత్వం మీన్స్ స్వాభావిక శరీర హ్యాస్ ఆల్వేస్ పార్ట్స్ అండ్ శరీర ఆల్వేస్ ఈస్ టెంజిబుల్ సో టెంజిబిలిటీ ఇస్ ఆల్సో నాట్ దర్ ఆత్మ అండ్ పార్ట్స్ ఆర్ నాట్ దర్ సో దర్ ఇస్ వాట్ ఇస్ మెయింట్ బై దర్పస్